What's up, guys, and welcome to our untitled Mandalorian after show discussion. I liked that someone said that we should keep the title as Untitled Mandalorian because then it's like the Untitled Goose Game. And I was like, we can start every episode with us putting on Mandalorian outfits and then just going and being jerks to people. <laughs> we won't do that. Taking their stuff. Yeah. Just take this rake and throw it in a lake. Yeah. But we're here to talk about chapter two. The episode is called The Child. We will be spoiling it. So if you haven't seen the episode, don't watch this unless you want to be spoiled. And just like last time, we're going to walk through the episode and just talk about it. So mm-hmm. let's start with first impressions. What did you think? I mean, I liked it. I I think the first thing I noticed about the episode was the music I noticed even more because there weren't a lot of lines like actually spoken in this episode compared to the first. And I just, I liked that. I liked hearing the music and, and seeing the Mandalorian struggle in this episode big time. Yeah, he really does. In the review I did, I likened him to Indiana Jones because he gets knocked down over and over and over, especially during that sand crawler chase. Like that was, uh, kind of a goofy little action sequence where he's they're throwing trash at him and it's just bonking off his head yeah yeah it takes him forever to climb up that thing only to be shot by a dozen jawas i mean yeah that whole sequence they you could easily add a bunch of like silly sound effects like and like bonk and it it would just be ridiculous yeah but (laughs) Uh, yeah, I also enjoyed the episode. I think I liked the first one a little more because it was diving into that Mandalorian culture and there was a little bit more mystery. Uh, but still, this one had a lot to, I think, say about the profession of bounty hunting, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about that later. So let's let's just start at the beginning, the Mandalorian, and uh, should we keep calling it Yodel <laughs> or just Baby Yoda? <laughs> Baby Yoda is probably a good good choice baby yoda are walking through a canyon and they are attacked he's not walking he's floating right he's got this bomb ass crib (laughs) that i guess is like connected to his wrist oh yeah because like i was wondering if he was controlling that or but we find out later in the episode it's like connected it's like one of those sphero Mm -hmm. wrist things where you can control bb8 with your wrist yeah because later in the episode he like presses something and yanks his arm and the the little baby crib kind of like dodges yeah so they're walking through a canyon and three trandoshans attack them it's pretty clear that they are trying to kill the baby that looks like their goal and how dare they right very rude (laughs) (laughs) and it it also looks like they're part of the guild because they had those trackers i still don't know what those trackers are tracking like how are they chasing baby yoda around there's something about him that is trackable but like yeah. I, I don't know i i don't know either maybe he's got an implant maybe the crib has like one of those low jacks on it <laughs> <laughs> well ig11 mentioned in episode one that the tracker was going off so that there's a life form or maybe that was something that he was picking up. He could sense the life form, but uh, the Mando had the tracker that was like pointing around the room. Mm-hmm. So, maybe he's got a chip. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's like one of those things that is so not important. It's just there has to be some way for that baby to be tracked. And I don't know if they're going to go into it. They probably won't. But 
the first question I have is like, who are all these other bounty hunters working for? IG-11 and the Trandoshans are both trying to kill this baby. And the Empire told him, try not to kill the baby. It's okay if the baby dies, but yeah. uh, they want it alive. So who hired the guild? It could be anyone. I mean, I think the idea here is to say show that there's a lot of people involved in the bounty hunting business and a lot of like different warlords and people like that that are trying to get stuff done. Everybody There's... knows about this baby. Yeah. It's the least secretive baby <laughs> I've ever seen. Word uh, travels fast about tiny baby Yoda. I guess if it's such a rare species, but uh the the first big moment of the episode for me was him, when he straight up disintegrates that uh Trandoshan. Oh yeah. I was not expecting the blaster rifle to do that. Uh <laughs> That was I, a big, like, oh, snap moment. I was confused at first. I was like, what just happened? He just disappeared, and there's just, like, imp, like embers embers and, and dust. It's I, like a vampire I wonder if Buffy. Like, I, or I guess that's what Darth Vader meant when he told Boba Fett, no disintegrations. Like, yeah. I, I need people, not a pile of dust, please. Yeah, and then he does it later with the Jawas, which I... I don't want to skip ahead, but... We're, we're getting there. We're close. Okay. I loved the Jawas. I think they did a great job at, you know, making them exactly how how they kind of were yeah. in A New Hope. Uh, there is one scene in between that, and it's when uh, the Mandalorian is fixing his armor and fixing his... Tending to his wounds. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's kind of like they're all wounds because <laughs> the armor is his skin in a way. Yeah. But the actual <laughs> physical wound, little baby Yoda keeps trying to crawl out of his crib and help him. So cute. Uh, the he, first time he, like, walked over. He's got a little tiny robe on. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's obviously trying to use the Force to, I guess, heal him. But the Mando doesn't. I don't think he understands that based on future conversations about the Force. And, like, well, how did that baby do what he did? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he knows what the force is. And so he just thinks this little baby's trying to touch him. And he's like, get out of, get out of here. No, and he just picks him up and he puts him back in his little crib. He's so little. Oh. So little. So after that, they go to the Sandcrawler. That's when he sees, uh, well, they're back to their ship. And the Sandcrawler, the Jawas are just tearing it apart, the, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, the Razor Crest. Yes. He's just, it's just in shambles and the Jawas <laughs> are having a great old time. Stealing all the parts. I was a little surprised that he was just immediately like, well, it's time to kill them all. Like, <laughs> uh, I guess that shows he's not the most noble or that he just views Jawas as vermin, as C-3PO calls them. They're disgusting creatures, yeah, as C-3PO calls them. I feel like bounty hunters would probably think that about Jawas and like, oh, they can't be reasoned with just... I mean, they are ripping his ship apart. Get him it's out of the way. Very yeah. rude. But he straight up, yeah, he straight up shoots and disintegrates several of them. And like their little brown robes just poof, they're gone. This whole sequence was to me what felt like, John Favreau said this over and over, that it's like making the show was how it felt to dump out your action figures and just play. <laughs> and that's true. Th that's the vibe I got with all of this where... He's chasing down the sand crawler, and like I could just imagine 
having a sand crawler play set and like making your action figure climb up and you're throwing Jawas off of it and <laughs> then you're just like throwing whatever random toys you have at him to keep him off and yeah it's it's so silly and like at one point a Jawa like opens up a window and the Mando like reaches for him and he shuts the window and Mandalorian's like Ugh. yeah I, I liked how much he struggled. I mean, like you said, and we're talking about Indiana Jones, like he's not the perfect action hero. He he runs into so much trouble. I mean, he's spry. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he, yeah. He misses their their plan to like crush him against the edge of the this that cliff. Again, very but... Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Like exactly from Last Crusade. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he almost gets crushed there. He hurts his fingies. He gets zapped at one point on the way up. Like it, it takes him a lot to get up there, and I appreciate that he's not just the constantly awesome action hero. Yeah, it's and the idea that, that one person can't take down a whole sandcrawler full of Jawas that makes sense. It actually reminds me a little bit of Kaz from Resistance. Obviously, way toned down. We're in a more realistic setting here. Kaz is insanely goofy, like to the level of incompetence, where in a kid's show, I can accept that, sure. Now we're at this point where like we have a, I wouldn't call him clumsy, but he's like, he struggles. Mm-hmm. And I he's, think that He's riding the struggle bus. And I think that'll help us really root for him. And then as he upgrades his armor uh, at the end of this series season, when he is probably at his best it'll feel that much better to Mm -hmm. see him have progressed like that it's honestly like this is not a spoiler but like playing fallen order when you start out combat's really difficult and then by the end you feel really great about yourself and like confident and fighting people and uh enemies that you were not confident fighting early on Another part of that whole scene that I just thought was hilarious is like this whole time when the Mandalorian's like on the sand crawler and all this stuff's happening. Little baby Yoda's just like, oh yeah, like following the wrist, I suppose. Yep, and he like a couple of times they cut to his face and he looks concerned. He's like, I wish I could help. Yeah, I think he's rooting for this guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was just fun to see that thing riding along uh so he gets to the top of the sand crawler and in a funny shot like it's kind of like the han chasing the stormtroopers uh he gets to the end and there's just 12 jawas with their little ion cannons pointed at him and they all zap him and he just falls off the top and at that point that's where i was like this feels like we're talking about just the bounty hunting profession in general the whole thing is so not badass. It's undignified. Like, you feel bad for the Mandalorian. <laughs> and to go back to playing with action figures when I was a kid, I loved playing with the bounty hunters. Like, I collected all of them, and they always went on such cool missions together in my head. We're kind of seeing that bounty hunting isn't all that glamorous. Yeah. Uh, this is something that is beneath our hero it should be beneath the mandalorian even though that's kind of what we know them very well for they were once this great warrior people and now it's like they've been reduced to fighting in the mud against (laughs) jawas and just like being kicked off a sand crawler that was kind of like 
in my head his binary sunset moment when he's just kind of like sitting there <laughs> just thinking i don't deserve no reward is worth this <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then he goes to the only person that he's met along the way that is willing to help him uh Quill. we still don't really know how to say his name yeah the ugnot Quill. quill quill and he shows up and his first line to him is i thought you were dead yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I still really like Ugnolty. Um, Ugnolty. <laughs> that's, that's not mine. I've seen a couple people call him that, and yeah, I like right. it. Uh, but yeah, he's just immediately like good old happy farmhand man again. Yeah. Happy to help. Um, and I guess it's kind of funny how many diminutive people the Mandalorian is working with in this episode. He's got Baby Yoda, he's got an Ugnaught, and a bunch of Jawas. And, and the droid that he's, you know, it makes it very clear that he's not a fan of droids. And then he ends up working with one. Well, in this episode specifically. Yeah. And maybe that's more uh, commentary on like, he, he's above this, so to speak. Yeah. Like he, he should be better than bounty hunting and he should want more. He's got a greater destiny. I don't know. I'm really hooked on that idea. <laughs> uh, but it seems like. Uh, Kuil has some pull with the Jawas, like he's worked with them before. He seems like a pretty chill dude, and he's like, hold on, you know, we can fix this, we can reason with them, you just gotta, it's like the blurg, you gotta take your time, you gotta think this through, you Swallow know? Swallow your pride. Yeah. Which, I mean, I am on the Mandalorian side, they stole all of his stuff, they should just give it back. Uh, but I like that's just not the way Jawas are. They're a finders keepers society, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And he says that I think at one point he's like, they stole, they took all my stuff. When when they go to kind of negotiate, he's like, why should I give them anything? But so they they at first they want his armor, his armor, Beskar specifically, and then they want Baby Yoda, which is a big no no. Yeah, I was curious if he was going to give up his shoulder pauldron because I was like, oh, they're going to want the best car. And now he said no. Which... He said, well, he said the weapon or weapons are part of my religion mm -hmm. when they asked about like his, his gun. Yeah, they which... wanted him to just leave his guns at the door, so to speak, on the cart. Yeah, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, I hadn't heard a Mandalorian refer to their culture as a religion uh, but I mean, it makes sense. They're yeah. a warrior people. Mm -hmm. They they worship strength. So uh, they settle on the egg, which <laughs> I, I didn't know where that was going. I I wound up really liking it, but that was like such a such a random thing to ask for. Yeah, because they don't explain it. It just goes into the next scene, and it's it's the Mandalorian, and he's been sent off to this cave. Well, there is a quick shot of him in the sand crawler, like hunched over, stuck with all the Jawas. Oh, right. <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. So but, I yeah. guess they take him to this cave, and he's got to retrieve an egg from the cave. From what kind of creature? A mudhorn. Molly watched <laughs> the show with the subtitles on, which I did not. And so she was like, do you know what that creature's called? And I was like, no. And she's like, it's a mudhorn. It says mudhorn growls several times in the in the closed captions. So guys, watch it with captions. So that's the name of the creature. <laughs> and yeah, the fight does not go well. Nope. He, he 
again is like indiana jones fighting the big old mechanic nazi just <laughs> getting beat up constantly one of my favorite shots is little baby yoda sitting outside the cave and then after we see the mudhorn's eye open it cuts to outside the cave and you just hear and see blaster bolts going off and baby yoda's like what's, what's going on <laughs> he's for a baby like He's pretty aware. Yeah. And well, he's 50, so we don't really know. Right. I mean, he like coos. I guess he's a toddler. He coos like a baby and kind of like laughs. and But we don't know in his mind how mature or immature he is yeah. yet. So. Uh, but yeah, that fight just like it, it messes him up, gets him all dirty and muddy. Again, kind of emphasizing that like this is not really the profession that he should want to be doing messes up his chest plate, which I think he'll have to replace shortly. Mm -hmm. uh, he only wins because of baby Yoda. Oh, but first he like, he, he's doing everything he can. And I, I liked that last shot where he gets out his knife, the <laughs> last thing he has and just kind of like held it out and hoped the thing would run into it. It's like, that's my final move. Uh, but Her baby Yoda saves him. Yeah, so Baby Yoda pulls up a little Yoda hand and uh, closes his eyes and the Mudhorn just kind of, you see it start to struggle and then you see it come off the ground a little bit and the Mandalorian just kind of like stops and he looks up and he's like, what was happening? <laughs> yeah, so that's, again, I do not think he knows what the Force is. Uh, maybe he's heard stories of the Jedi, stories of the Force, but he is, he's got to be unfamiliar with them because neither he nor Kuil later get it. They're like, I don't understand what happened. Well, so the, the Mudhorn falls and he's able to like get a killing blow with his knife. And yeah, he goes back to, uh, what's, what's his name Kuil. again? Kuil. Yeah, he goes back to Kuil. And he says something like, explain it to me again. And he's like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what happened. Meaning like ha what happened exactly. And they're just, they're both just like, I've, I don't know. And ba poor baby Yoda, like they're, I think Mandalorian is worried about yeah. him because at one point towards the end, he's, he's kind of like knocked out. He's, he's pretty tired after doing this little trick and he kind of like shakes the, Thing that he's been floating in this whole time to make sure he's still awake and he kind of like moves around the number of times he checks on baby yoda i was like he he's concerned yeah uh but we i skipped ahead a little bit and he gets the egg which i thought was pretty cool that it was a hairy egg Ugh, i don't know why i liked so that gross <laughs> uh and he gets it to the jawas and they instantly cut it open and start eating it and don't even cook it sunny side up nothing i i was like a little curious just about what this whole little adventure was and i think that it's probably a little bit of foreshadowing that he gets this egg and then he has to watch a bunch of people rip it open and eat it and it's disgusting he's literally delivering like a little egg-shaped cradle with a baby to the empire we don't know what they want with it yet but it's nothing good. Yeah. It, it seems as though they might rip it apart and right. hopefully not eat it, but study it probably. Right. But yeah, the foreshadowing, when you mentioned that, I was like, ooh, 
that's it's hard to think about but yeah it's true i i think that's what the whole business with the egg was supposed to be uh but he gets all the stuff back and he and Kuil fix the ship i really liked that line where he's like this is gonna take forever to fix days yeah. and he's like we need a we need a repair facility right and he was like well if you help it could go a little faster yeah <laughs> Kuil's already setting up spotlights and he's like getting to work and then then he's an ugnaught yeah. and i was like I like that there's a reason for him to be an Ugnaught. I thought that it was just, you know, it's an Ugnaught. It's cool. We recognize that. But no, he is a technician. He knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And they fix the ship really fast. It's got good work ethics. And I like that the Mando keeps on trying to pay him. He tried to pay him in the first episode. He tried to pay him in this one. Quill's like, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm cool. (laughs) I have spoken. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's just happy that the Mandalorian is working towards... Uh, not specifically towards this goal, but like as a side thing, the things that he's doing are kind of bringing peace to his valley, is what he says. And so he he's a fan. He's going to help him. And we got a little backstory about him, just that he was once a servant, and now he's not. Uh, that was a nice touch. In Legends, Ugnaughts were often slaves. Uh, so he could have been a slave somewhere. He could have just been on Cloud City and he decided to leave. I don't know, but a nice little detail. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that he's like, good luck with the baby. Hope it gives you a nice reward. Like, I don't know. That seems like something he would be against. Turning in a baby for a bounty. Yeah, well, it's it's weird because some things he you, you would think he would care a lot about and the others he's just like i have spoken yeah as long (laughs) as there's peace in my valley i don't care yeah but that seems to be the plan so like mandalorian leaves again he checks on the baby and it wakes up um but that that's the end of the episode oh we skipped over one of the cutest moments when baby yoda eats (laughs) a lizard yeah maybe that's why he was kuil's like get rid of that baby he's eating my lizards (laughs) Uh, how did that thing fit in him? Well, <laughs> that had to have taken up his entire insides. They pan over, and he, anytime he's out of his little crib, it's adorable because he's so tiny. Uh, and it's he's just got one of those lizards like halfway in his mouth, and the Mandalorian says, "Spit that out!" And he just like gulps it down <laughs> and kind of laughs about it. It's just like our puppy. <laughs> you spit that out. No, eat it. Yeah. I, I really liked the puppet CG combo, I guess, that they used to make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's kind of like IG-11 where I'm like, yeah, I know sometimes it's practical and sometimes it's digital. And I can't really tell. Mm-hmm. Baby Yoda, there were some times it was like, clearly that's a digital model. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed with the effects of this show. Yeah. Well, we, other than it, seeing it out of its crib and seeing it eat a lizard it it doesn't do much it kind of looks around and waves his hands around so that all can be easily done with a puppet yeah so and i there, there's just something about the way it moves where i'm like that's a puppet and that's cool I and like, i appreciate and that. i love it so much yes he's adorable i can't wait for them to start selling little plush <sighs> life-size baby yodas <sighs> <laughs> do you think they'll make a funko pop that's this big I hope so. I'll buy all of them. (laughs) (laughs) They'll still bobble. Uh, So yeah, that's the end. 
Yeah, this was a I, shorter episode, but yeah. it didn't make it any less exciting. I have very mixed feelings about the the only thing I don't like about them being so short is that I was like, oh, I wanted, I just want more weekly Star Wars. I can't complain because it, the show looks so good, and I'm sure that has to do with like they're doing these episodes with uh, what budget they can, mm-hmm. and. It looks great, and I would rather it look great and be well-paced than be bloated and look bad. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I don't want to complain. It's just that I'm like, I'd love to have an hour of Star Wars every week. I guess technically we do with Resistance, so I should shut up. Well, like, compared to the first episode, the first episode I was just, like, taking it all in. We had so much to talk about. So much stuff was introduced. This episode, I just had the goofiest smile on my face the entire time because I was just falling more and more in love with Baby Yoda and just having a good time with what was happening. Yeah, it it was a very fun episode. Uh, I I think I liked the first one more, like I said, because of getting to dive into some of that Mandalorian stuff. I bet we're going to get more of that in episode three. I think Cara Dune is going to appear in episode three. I think that's what they said. And hopefully stick around because I... I'm very intrigued by her character. I'm excited to see what they do with her. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to get some more action, get some more characters, and I, I wonder if Kawil's done, or if I, he's going to go back. I hope not. I mean, I, I eventually not he'll probably need his help again. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, he's going to fly all the way back to that planet. Like he's been stabbed, and he's like, "Ah, oh, I got to go to my only friend." <laughs> uh, so, do you think in the next episode? I think next episode he's going to have his choice whether or not to turn in Baby Yoda or not. Hmm. We we talked about this in our last episode discussion. Now what do you think he's going to do? Well, he's got a ship back, so I'm assuming he's headed back to whatever his yeah, name we don't was. Know that planet. Werner Herzog's character to turn in the bounty. I'm going to assume he's going to land back on that planet but something else is going on some something's happening because we gotta have Cara Dune's character introduced somehow Mm -hmm. and we know that they kind of team up to do something um so maybe he runs into someone else's fight that he has to kind of step into I don't know yeah I think he is going to Turn the baby. I, I said this on the last episode. I still think I still think he's going to do it. He needs new armor. And we know he gets it. So he has to get more Beskar. So he might steal it or something. But I think he's going to give over the baby. And then I think he and Carl will probably do a couple episodes of adventure. And then he that I don't think what he does is going to sit well with him. And he's going to be like, I got to... I got to go back and fix my mistake. I think that's what we're going to see. I will cry if he gives up Baby Yoda. <laughs> It'll be a tragedy if we don't get to see him for all eight episodes. Yeah. Um, top three moments? Um, Sandcrawler chase. Uh, the fight with the Mudhorn. And number one is probably just <laughs> disintegrating the Trandoshan. That... that like took me by surprise. Uh, I will say, I I can't say all Baby Yoda mo- moments. You can. So I don't know the 
all the whole the whole Jawa scene was really great. Um, yeah, him like crawling up the side of the sand crawler and all that I think was probably my third favorite moment. Second favorite, um, him fighting the mudhorn was pretty cool, and then yeah, baby, baby, just oh, baby Yoda in general. Everything baby Yoda does, top favorite all of all time. <laughs> We're going to do a top 10 moments he's, at the end of the season. And it's he, just going to be when Baby Yoda did this, when Baby Yoda did that. He's the goat. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that's our full-on discussion for this episode. Uh, let us know what you thought of it in the comments. And let us know where you think it's going to go in a week's time. Now mm. we have to wait a whole week. <sighs> I was like a little overwhelmed that we got two episodes in one week. And now I'm like, wow. Oh seven days before another one. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching along with us. If you're interested, you can check out our Patreon where we just posted our episode one audio commentary. We'll be doing episode two shortly. Of The Mandalorian. Yes, of The Mandalorian. <laughs> and if you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as always, thanks for watching and may the force be with you.